book is so awesome. I can do anything. This book is so awesome. I am the potions king. Did you hear that half book prince? I said I was the king. Can you hear me, Professor Snape? I can make anything. This book is so awesome. Hey guys, this is Joel. So like I said at the end of the last episode, this one got split in half. So this is the second half of our conversation about the end of Harry Potter Book 2, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. This will take us all the way through the ending of the book, and uh, we'll pick right up where we left off, starting now. All right, we are at uh, Chapter 14, Cornelius Fudge. Is Cornelius Fudge like treacle fudge? No. Okay, Uh, Hagrid, you know, he's got this uh, monster spider for a pet. But uh, no one knows it was him, for sure, right? Yeah. And uh, as long as there's there's no more attacks in the school, the kids aren't going to confront him about it. They're just going to assume maybe, I don't know, maybe Hagrid had something to do with it, maybe he didn't, but this is not concrete evidence that Hagrid was involved, right? Yeah, concrete evidence is sort of like solid evidence. Like yeah, exactly. You, you you know exactly how this happened or what happened. Yeah, so no one really has any evidence against Hagrid other than just sort of the idea that it was probably a monster and he seems to like monsters, but, uh, you know, whatever. So things have calmed down around Hogwarts. Uh, Peeves has stopped making fun of Harry. Uh, and early Ernie McMillan... Asked Harry to uh, pass out a bucket of leaping toadstools in Herbology. The mandrakes are growing fine. So the people that were making fun of him seemed to be, or at least uh, having suspicion about him, seemed to have sort of forgotten about their suspicions at this point. Yeah, sort of. And the uh, second years uh, have to pick the subjects they want to take next year. What uh, What do the kids decide on? Um, I don't think they really said. Well... Uh, Neville gets a lot of advice from his family, and he doesn't know what to do. He, he's sort of keeping it, uh, tossing it up between erythromancy, which I think is magic math. Something. And, uh... Erythromancy or something. And ancient runes. Uh, Harry gets advice from Percy, but doesn't seem to care very much about it. Yeah, he's like... If you're like, no, I sort of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> sure. Like, if... if if you if you like this, then you should take this. Yeah. So we just end up copying down Ron's list because at this point, again, and I think we've mentioned this before, Harry's not he's not bad at school, but he doesn't seem to care about school really. He just likes being there, but he's not particularly great at any one subject. He's not particularly great at anything. He's not particularly great at magic, really. <laughs> um, but he can still do it. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, he. He's 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 a good guy and he's brave. He's courageous, but uh, they pretty much get all their answers from Hermione. Yeah, without Hermione, he definitely wouldn't have done as well in school as he did. So he's like, whatever. I'll take Ron's classes. I like Ron. <laughs> so I uh, be the same classes with him. I don't care what classes or whatever. So here, so Ron. Go, uh, one day, Hermione goes back to her dormitory, and it's been searched. Do you remember what happened? Um. Or Harry Harry goes back to his dormitory. Yeah. And it's uh, been searched. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. They all, all their names start with H's. <laughs> I know it's good. Harry, Hermione, Haran. Haran. Yeah, they're all the same. What's Haran? Nothing. <laughs> Just <laughs> go on. <laughs> so Harry's dorm's been searched. What's the deal? Um somebody in in Gryffindor too, like Colin Creevy or something. Wait, no, that's not possible. Anyway, um, Somebody in Gryffindor, um, in um, in the boy, um, one of the boys in Gryffindor, he um, he he told Harry to go up to his dormitory quick, and um, when he got there, um, um, he he um, he found that his his um Footlocker. F- what? His his trunk, his, his trunk, um, pretty much everywhere in his area mm-hmm. has been trashed and torn up and stuff. And the diary's missing. Yeah, the um, he searched every single part of um of that room, 
and he realizes my diary's missing. Yeah. So uh, he uh, runs downstairs, tells Hermione what's going on, and she's reading a book about ancient runes, and then Harry hears the voice again. What does it say? Yeah, so uh, it's it's definitely uh, getting aggressive again. The problem has not gone away. Murderous. And Hermione gets an idea and runs off. She's got to go to the library. She's out. Yeah, I, I think her solution for everything is go to the library. She's usually right. So uh, Harry goes off to Quidditch. They're going to have a match against Hufflepuff. But before the match can start, what happens? Um, it It's canceled. Yeah, McGonagall comes out and says, all students go back to your common room. And uh, Harry and Ron specifically are taken by McGonagall, and what does she show them? She shows them um, something in the hospital wing. What is it? <laughs> um, I thought you were going to do You that. tell me. Okay, whatever. Um, Her- Hermione was laying with her, um, with her eyes open um, on... On one of the um, hospital wing beds. And what does she have in her hand? A piece of crumbled up paper. No, we don't know that yet. What she's got in her hand is a mirror. Oh, a mirror. It's laying next to her, I think. And there's another girl. There's a Ravenclaw uh, girl, and she is a prefect. Yeah, her name is Penelope Clearwater. And Percy sees it, and he's freaked out. Yeah, um, um, he was in the Gryffindor common room that night. Um, and when Harry and Ron, um, try to sneak out, um, Fred, um, all the Weasleys, including Percy, didn't even try to stop him. Well, earlier, too, Percy said something to the effect of, you know, no monster's gonna mess with me, I'm a prefect. Yeah, and, um, and he said something like, uh, no monster would dare attack the prefect or something. Yeah, so now he and sees that a prefect has been harmed. He knows that he is not invincible. He, um, now he knows, like, okay, um, I, I'm in as much danger as everybody else in this But he always was. He was never safe. The monster doesn't care if he's got a pin on his shirt or not. You know, he's he, dumb he, for thinking that. Yeah, he... he uh, the monster doesn't care if he's um, if he thinks he's like the most important thing in the world or he's super snooty. The, the weird thing know. here is that McGonagall shoes everybody off to their rooms, but then takes Harry and Ron to show them Hermione as if as if they were somehow in charge of her or like they had special you know privileges. Like she knows they're friends, but it's odd that she would say, "You two need to know about this." More than anyone. I I just um I was thinking, um, like I remember something that McGonagall said. She said, like, um, does this mean anything to either of you? I think she means by that. Um, do you know anything about this? I guess that's a good point. Maybe she 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 wants to know if Harry and Ron knew where Hermione was going or what she was doing. Okay, so uh, Ron and Harry decide. Enough, uh, too, you know, our friends have been attacked, too much is going on, we gotta get some information. So they get the invisibility cloak, and they're gonna go see Hagrid. Now we have a second dumb cat in here. Yeah, that's okay, we can ignore him. <laughs> so they're gonna take the invisibility cloak and go see Hagrid. And, uh, they, they head off in the cloak, they, they get to Hagrid's, uh, house, and what happens? Um... They're not there for very long before some more people show up. Oh, yeah. Um, after a few minutes, um, they have to hide in the corner in the invisible invisibility cloak again. What happens? Um, Dumbledore, um, Cornelius Fudge, and Lucius Malfoy come into Hagrid's house. So you've got, you've got the headmaster of the school, the minister for magic, which is basically their magical president. Sort of. And you've got Lucius, who is... He's a governor at the school, which sort of means he's, like, on the board of directors. And one of the worst people. One of the worst people in the world. And <laughs> he's... I don't even know what his job's supposed to be, if he has a job or not. But, uh... Yeah, he has a job, but I have no idea what purpose it's for. So they hide under the cloak, and they are told to, uh... Just kind of, you know, keep quiet and listen in. And what do they hear? 
Um. What? What do they hear? Um. I think. Um. There's some punishments being handed out. Um. I can't really remember. Well, Fudge says they're here to take Hagrid to Azkaban. Oh, yeah. But they don't have any evidence against him. Since they thought that he was the one who did it last time, um, they think he might have done it again, but with no proof at all. Yeah, he says, well, Hagrid, your record is against you. And he's like, well, nothing actually happened the first time. Nothing's happened this time. So, like, what's going on here? Why are you sending me to Azkaban for no reason? Yeah, so this is kind of crazy. But uh, Lucius is demanding action. He's saying the parents and the governors are all uh, irate. They're freaking out. He's saying maybe they should, like, shut down the school or something. Yeah. And Dumbledore should move aside, but... They want Dumbledore to step down. They want Hagrid in prison. The craziest thing here is that in the wizarding world, like, there don't seem to be any... Police or due process yeah. or lawyers or all there is is either nice or ask man. <laughs> right, yeah. So, so uh, Hagrid's going to be sent to the worst prison in the Wizarding World. I think the only prison in the Wizarding World. On just on the idea that maybe, perhaps, maybe he had something to do with this crime. Ju- you have just fi- a five percent chance that it was him. And the more we learn about Azkaban in the future, we learn that that's a pretty bad place to go for somebody who like there's no evidence against him. We don't we don't know um, anything much about Azkaban yet, but once we re- read later in the books, there's going to be like eh, this is like the worst place to go ever. So Hagrid gets taken off uh, to prison, and Dumbledore gets suspended as headmaster. Uh, that Malfoy says it was a unanimous vote amongst all the governors to actually, get rid of Dumbledore. Actually, he, um, Dumbledore says um, in Hagrid's hut, um, "I will, I will only leave Hogwarts when none are loyal to me." So that, so that to me is confusing because a bunch of other students are still loyal to him and he leaves. What he's saying is he will not leave the premises. He's stepping down as headmaster, but he's still at the school. Oh. Like, he's still in charge of it. But it... No, he's not in charge. He's just there. He's physically there. He doesn't have another home somewhere. So where does he go? Probably goes to his, his room. Stays there, I guess. Does he even have a bed in there? Yes. We never see his bedroom, but he's he's got an office and he's got a bedroom. But uh two different people in this situation uh give secret messages to Harry and Ron. One of them is Hagrid. What's Hagrid's secret message? Um, follow the spiders. He says if anyone wanted to know anything about some stuff, follow the spiders. Something like that. <laughs> like, what would you want to know about by following the spiders? Is that even safe? Do you want to do that? And so Fudge <laughs> looks at him like he's crazy. He like, seems like a, he's nuts. Well, he is. But Hagrid knows Harry and Ron are there. Dumbledore is not supposed to know Harry and Ron are there, but it seems like he does anyway. He can pretty much see under invisibility cloaks. Maybe. He, somehow he knows they're Actually, there. We, um... We, um, I think we knew that he, that he could see through invisibility cloaks in the first book. I don't know. Maybe. So he delivers a bit of a secret. Yeah, we did. He delivers a bit of a secret message too. What is it? No idea. He says something like, uh, help will always be given oh, at Hogwarts right. to that. those that ask for it. I didn't know that was a secret I message. I believe this is the point where he says that. So... Harry and Ron are being given instructions, even though Fudge and Malfoy are unaware of their presence. And so that takes us to chapter 15, Aragog. Oh, Aragog. King of the Arachnids. That's later. So they go to uh, the kids go to herbology class, and Professor Sprout tells them to start pruning the Abyssian shrivel figs and Harry sees some spiders. So what do they do? Um, the Harry and Ron 
um, whisper to each other, like, we need to follow them, but we can't run in the middle of class. But they see which way they're going. Where are they going to? They're going to in the direction to the Forbidden Forest. Which already sounds like somewhere you should not go, regardless, uh, much less following spiders there. Uh, spiders is one clue. Forbidden is another. Don't do it, right? Yep. Seems like a bad idea. But they still do it anyway. So uh, so they do. They sneak out at night. They use the invisibility cloak again. They should just always use the invisibility cloak. It makes yeah. everything so much easier. Yeah, pretty much you should just say, um, okay, the Dursleys said they'll be super nice to me from now on, um, so I guess I don't need to come here anymore. They've learned how to do magic. Well, he could not use the invisibility cloak to sneak away for two reasons. Do you know why? Dumbledore. No. You can see them. Well, maybe. Maybe he's watching them, but that's not why. Number one, I believe using the invisibility cloak was would count as underage magic. Which what? Would, I believe so. And that would set off an alarm. Then why did Dumbledore send it to him in his first year? No, when, if he used it when he got home to oh. sneak away. Secondly, he has to stay there because that is where he is most protected. I don't know if we know that yet, but there is I'm, a, an enchantment. I'm saying... Um, I'm saying um, they could just sneak around the school. Um, like, well, they do, like constantly. Well, I'm, I'm saying, like, all day and all night, so, like, <laughs> they would never go back well, to the Dursleys Well, they've got to go to class. Again. No, that's what I'm saying, though. He has to go back to the Dursleys because that's... He he is under magical protection when he is with his family. Seriously? Yes, so... How? I don't... We haven't gotten there yet, but Dumbledore knows... And so he has to stay with his family. They're like the worst people. They ever. Yeah, they stink. And so they sneak out with the invisibility cloak. They take Fang with them, Hagrid's dog. And uh, they, they sneak through the woods. And they run into uh, something they did not expect to find. What do they find there? I think they found uh, something or someone slithering around um, drinking no. the blood of a unicorn. No, no, this is, that's the last book. Oh, seriously? This is when they find the That's car. That's the last book? Yes. Unicorn Blood is book one. Oh. So this is so this is when they find uh, the car oh, the that car. they abandoned. But what's weird about the car now? The car's different. Now it's all like smeared with mud and scratched up and scraped. And, and stuff. it's acting like an animal. Sort of. The car seems to be alive. It seems to be some sort of feral animal now. It is. And they follow the spiders... And they they encounter these giant spiders that take them deeper into the woods to introduce them to Aragog. Who and what is Aragog? Um, Aragog is the spider that Hagrid raised when he was still at Hogwarts. How big is he at this point? Uh, I would say about as big as our house. No, he's as big as a car. He's it says a small elephant. That's still. Oh. A much bigger spider than you would want to encounter, right? Mm-hmm. That seems uh, probably like the worst thing ever. I meant like a... as tall as our house. Um, I think maybe. He is. I don't know. Well, not maybe the inside. Our house, our ceilings are about eight feet. He's he could be eight feet tall. So, uh, so they got this huge spider. Wait, actually, Hagrid was eight feet tall when when um he was at Hogwarts. So. Yeah, don't worry about it. He's a big spider. Whatever. So this, they find a huge spider. His name's Aragrog. Tells him that Hagrid uh, was sent to Azkaban and that he's suspected of opening the Chamber of Secrets and setting the monster free, which is him, but it's not him. And uh, that that he does know what the monster is, right? Yes, but, but they won't tell him. He's anymore. not going to tell him. That's, again, they find out a lot, but they find out nothing. This whole book is about... Finding out something, going but finding through, out nothing. Yeah, going through all these problems to find out information, but not actually really knowing anything, learning anything. Yeah, there, there's a lot of frustration in this book. Um, <laughs> but he says he's not the monster. <coughs> he says that Hagrid took care of him. He's a good guy, and that uh, he's not going to tell him who the monster is. Yeah, I would say it's sort of like half knowing something, half like what is this? But so at the end of that uneventful conversation, Aragog. Says, uh, but anyway, you look like nice guys. You're free to go on your way. No. No. What does he say? He says, "Good." Um, he says, 
um, something like goodbye friend of Hagrid's, and then they try to kill him. Yeah, he says, You're gonna, I, I can't let you out of here. I got too many kids, You're, and you look like good food. So, <laughs> look, if Hagrid was here, I wouldn't eat him, but you guys... Nah. Nah, I'm eating you guys. It's I, too bad. Yeah, I don't I don't really care. Like, if Hagrid was here with you guys, um, I, 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 yeah. I wouldn't I would eat you, but, like, since Hagrid's not here, I don't really care. Goodbye, friend of Hagrid. That's what I just said. Yeah, so he's out. Um, so something saves them. What comes to save them? The car. The crazy animal car comes honking and beeping and running over spiders. Honk, 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 honk. And they get out. Uh, they go back to Hagrid's and get the invisibility cloak, and then they run back to the Gryffindor common room, and uh, Harry gets an insight into the girl who died 50 years ago. Uh, it might be Moaning Myrtle. So maybe that will be their next source of information. Yeah, because um, since Myrtle died 50 years ago, and um, and somebody died 50 years ago, it could possibly be With her. the attack, right. So, uh, chapter 16, The Chamber of Secrets, also the title of this book, the titular t- chapter of this book. The exams are happening. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's... It's about the Chamber of Secrets. The name of the book is the Chamber of Secrets. And the name of the chapter is Chamber of Secrets. Yes. So the exams are happening even though kids are still getting attacked. They probably should have shut the school down a while back and sent all the kids home. I would say like a month ago. Not a safe place to be. Again, it calls into question, why are the adults not taking care of the kids? Who's actually running this school? Everything seems terrifying. I, I don't think anybody really is running it. Yeah. So uh, if somebody was, I think I would think it would be Lucius. But Professor McGonagall announces uh, that the mandrakes are ready to be cut, and that the people who have been petrified will be revived. So things are looking up. Maybe Ginny uh, Weasley shows up to uh, Ron and Harry in the Great Hall, and it seems like she wants to tell him something. But does she? I. Uh, not really. No. She. She. She looks like she wants to. Um, spill her guts about something, and but she's like, I'm not gonna do this. No, she can't do it. So Ron and Harry go to uh, visit Moaning Myrtle and ask her some questions. Actually, I remember something. What? Um, Ginny was about to tell something to Harry and Ron, possibly about the Chamber of Secrets, but then Percy shows up. Oh, that dang Percy! Percy, Percy, you're like everywhere, everywhere yeah. at the same time. Yeah, he's always he's always ruining everything. So they get stopped by McGonagall. They can't tell her they're going to the girls' bathroom. So what do they say? They say we were just um, going to the hospital wing to see Hermione. And she tears up. So Potter. <laughs> and, th- and then she's like running down the corridor and like it's so sad. Yeah. So she's she's worried about these kids. She's a, she's got a soft heart. She seems like a disciplinarian, but she's she's truly uh, concerned about all these kids that are, you know. Yeah, it seems being attacked. It seems like she would be concerned about the kids, but um, not so emotional because, like, she's a super strict teacher. But she's paying attention, so now they can't go to the bathroom. They do go see Hermione. This is where they find something else in her hand. Yeah, that's um, that's um, what I was talking about earlier—the paper in her hand. So what do they find? Um. They they uncrumble the piece of paper, and it says and it's a page about um about serpents um and on the bottom there's um a word that was obviously written in um in Hermione's handwriting that says pipes. Yeah, so they learn about the basilisk, which is the king of the serpents, a giant snake. The word pipes is written on there. And they see that the basilisk has a murderous stare. If you stare directly at its eyes, you die instantly. And it's the mortal enemy of spiders. So finally, everything they've learned... Makes sense. It kinda, it's kind of like a finished puzzle. So what, what does all this evidence tell them? How does it add up? Um, we got spiders. Um, we got spiders. They were running away from, um, from the serpent. So that checks out. You've got murderous stare that turns that kills people instantly. Um, now no one's dead yet, but someone did die the first time. Mo- moaning Myrtle. We don't know that yet. Well, I think she does. 
Not yet. So, uh, and then we've got pipes, which kind of gives them a clue that, uh, oh yeah, it also says that they, uh, Basilisk uh, can the, um, can be harmed by by a roost by roosters um, scream or something. A rooster's crow, yeah, call. Yeah. So, th- um, so all the roosters have been killed. Yes, yeah, somebody has killed all the roosters. And what's interesting about that is that in this story, a basilisk is just a big snake, but in mythology, a basilisk is actually a cross between a rooster and a, a snake. What? Yeah, it's like a chicken lizard. So. uh... They're, it's sort of a hybrid animal, like a griffin. And so uh, maybe that's why they decided to put in the rooster part. Mm. But, so anyway, they think they know what they got here. They got a, a big giant snake. Maybe it's traveling through the pipes. Maybe that's why Harry hears its voice in the walls. And he knows now that because he's the only one that speaks Parseltongue, everyone else just ignores it because it just sounds like hissing, I guess. Yeah, maybe they think it's like somebody's cat being mad or something. Because you can't actually get <laughs> cats at school. Right. It's a giant hissing cat in the walls. <laughs> so uh, so they know that if they can find the Chamber of Secrets, there's probably going to be a basilisk down there. And they, uh, they think that they can get there through the plumbing pipes. This is Hermione's idea. And they figure out no one's dead yet because no one's looked directly at it. Now, how do they figure that out? Um, what... Um, Hermione, um, was in the library, and, um, she was holding a mirror by her, um, so when... Why did she have a mirror? I was about to tell you. Okay, I just don't remember why she had a mirror. Yes, so when Penelope Clearwater came into the library with her, um, she told, she told her, um, look, look at this mirror, um, if we, if we see... The monster. If we see the monster, um, we'll only be petrified. That's right. She actually, us. she actually figures out but ahead she, of time. Yeah, but she doesn't have time to tell Harry and Ron. So, so anyways, that so the mirror takes care of her. Colin. He look. He um. He was going to take a picture of it. Um. He was gonna take a picture of this of the serpent with his camera. Um, but he only saw it through his camera. He didn't look directly at it. Right. So he's got, th- and so then you've got, uh, Justin. Um, he, um, he looked through nearly head- headless Nick. Nick got full blast of it, but he can't yeah. die again. He's already dead. And then the Ravenclaw girl. Um. She th- looked in the puddle, right? Which Ravenclaw girl? Uh, Percy's girlfriend. I don't remember her name. Yeah, that that was Penelope Clearwater. Penelope Clearwater. Yeah, she looked yeah. in the in the puddle, right? And so she saw a reflection. Because no, remember, Penelope was with her, um, was with Hermione in the library. Oh, she saw it through the glass too. Yeah, I guess so. Through the mirror. Was there another girl? Um, I'm not really sure. This this part is sort of confusing. Okay, so anyway, and <laughs> the whole point is. No one saw it directly. Everyone saw a reflection, or through a ghost, or through a lens. Actually, I think I'm. I think I'm thinking of the movie. Whatever. Yeah. So, the whole point is, no one saw the snake directly. Very lucky that no one died this time around. They almost did. And uh, they decide they should tell the teachers. So they go to the staff room, and just as they get there, there's an announcement. That uh, everyone's got to go back to their dormitories, and the teachers should all come to the staff room. So Harry and Ron hide, or as um, or as some Muggle teachers call it, mm-hmm. the teachers' lounge. Correct. And uh, so Harry and Ron hide, and they overhear the teachers talking. What do the teachers say? Um. They they say um somebody has been taking into the chamber. Someone's been taken to the chamber. It's Ginny Weasley, and there's a new message written on the wall. What does it say? Um, her skeleton will lie in the chamber f- forever. Ooh, creepy. Meh. <laughs> That's not creepy? Not really. I don't know. I think the idea of Ginny Weasley's skeleton lying in the chamber forever is pretty creepy. Well, I guess it's not very creepy to me because, I, I, because I'm not actually in that world. Okay, well, just imagine it then. Whatever. I guess. Imagine if it was one of your friend's skeletons. It's gross. Okay, stop. Okay. So they, uh, so Lockhart shows up. 
And here is a point where I had always been confused. And I was actually talking to mommy about this uh, before we started recording. So Lockhart shows up and they're like, hey, Lockhart's here. He's the guy that's defeated all the monsters. Why don't you go save the kid? I've already figured out that part. Um, well, tell me what you think, and I'll tell you. I, 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 mommy was right, so I'll tell you what she said if it's different. But they're they're trying they're trying to just get Lockhart out of the way because they know he's not actually going to do it. Yeah, this is something I had forgotten in my mind. They actually sent him as the most qualified person to save Jenny, and at, at this point, they have to all know he's a fraud. So yes, that's what she reminded me is that they know if they quote unquote send him after the monster that he will just run away and then he's out of their hair and then they can get to the business of get, saving Jenny. Get to the serious stuff like now we can actually get to the stuff and we don't have to mess with that guy. But the problem is, so he does do that. He tries to run away. The problem is the adults don't know anything. They don't know where the chamber is. They don't know where to go. They don't know what the monster is. Because they haven't done anything all year. So I still feel vindicated in saying, It seems like what is wrong with these grown-ups? Yeah, it seems like the kids are doing all the figuring out. Yeah, so there should have been an inquisitory squad made up of the most powerful teachers from day one to figure out where the chamber is, how to get there, how to defeat the monster. Let's see, I would say the most powerful teachers that we know of so far are Snape, McGonagall, um... And Dumbledore. Dumbledore, yeah. So the three of them should should take the whole year off. The school should be shut down anyway. Yeah, the school should have been just shut down since day one. Like, here in this house, if you told me there's a snake in this house... It's four feet long. I'd say that's it. We're out of this house. We're calling a snake expert. No one is setting foot in the house again until this snake is gone. I don't know if it's poisonous. I don't know anything. But it's not worth the risk. Here, there there have been a half dozen attacks by... They don't know it's a snake, but they know it's a probably a giant monster... And they're just like, eh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Go about your day. Keep going to school. Everything's fine. Uh, don't Everyone's worry. Panics. Yeah, don't. Nah, it's fine. Don't worry. Just do your, do your studies. Do your tests. Everything's cool. Have a Valentine's brunch. <laughs> have some eggs. You know, have a good time. Um, meanwhile, your friends are likely going to die. You are too. But you know what? We're not going to do anything about it. (laughs) Everything's fine. So, yeah, there's there's massive uh, uh, sort of disregard for the the welfare of the students here amongst the adults, which is just mind-boggling, which is sort of a trend with Hogwarts. Every year... There's something murderous and super dangerous. <laughs> yes. And it eventually and, starts, and eventually the kids start dying. Oh, seriously? Yeah. And it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. I've, all the way towards the end. Yeah. I've, I've heard, I've heard stuff like, um, it gets like super, super murderous as you go along. Hogwarts becomes the most dangerous place in the world. And because it's where the most dangerous dark wizard in the world has a, has fixed all his attention. And then they're like, okay, it's cool. Like, we'll just yeah, see what happens. We don't care if guys, the kids let's, die. Yeah, let's have a dance. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's play Quidditch. <laughs> so anyway, Hogwarts becomes an unsafe place. <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves. So uh, Harry and Ron, they go to Lockhart. <coughs> At this point, Harry and Ron kind of know Lockhart's not everything he says, but I don't think they know he's a total failure. And they want to go help him because they know they think they know where the chamber is. They find him doing what? They find him packing up all the stuff. He's he's getting out of dodge. He's done. He's a coward. He confesses that his books didn't happen to him. He stole other people's stories and then put memory charms on them. Memory charms are the one thing he is good at. The only thing he's like good at, but not not the only thing. Um, I think the only. The only two other things he's good at are bragging and giving useless advice. <laughs> and maybe he's pretty good at writing a book. I don't know. Maybe he had someone else write the books. So uh, Harry and he, he's like, and I'm going to do a memory charm on you. And Harry disarms him. And so now he's kind of their prisoner. I don't know. 
and he takes him. They take him to Moaning Myrtle to find out how she died. What does she tell them about how she died? Um, she was using the bathroom fifty years ago, and then well, she was hiding in the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, she Why? was hiding in the bathroom because oh yeah, somebody was making fun of her glasses. Yeah, she was getting so picked she, on. So she was crying in the bathroom, and then. Um, she heard somebody um, come into the bathroom, and um, to her it was just a funny language they were um, he he or she was speaking. Yeah, they heard the boy talking in a different language, or she heard him. She opened the door, and then she saw, and the last thing she remembers seeing were a a pair of big yellow eyes. And then she's dead. She, so she doesn't actually know how she died. At this point. Sounds like it was the basilisk, right? Yeah. So they find the entrance to the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? The chamber, because there is a snake. How could you forget the name of the book? Because uh, we're talking a lot. So they they see a snake on one of like the water fixtures or something, and Harry speaks parcel tongue, and it opens up. And uh, they find a chamber that's massive. It's It's got to be miles under the school, they think it might even be under the lake, which is outside of the school. And uh, it seems like it would have taken them a long time to get down there. It didn't. They find a shed snake skin, and it's not small, right? No, it's humongous. So Lockhart is like, forget this, I'm out of here. But how are you going to get out? He grabs Ron's wand, but what happens when he tries to use it? I'm back on him. Oh, now I think I I think I know how to work Ron's wand now. Um, since it always stops at where the crack is and then it blasts back to you, so just hold it backwards and, yeah. and then it'll work. Maybe so. So it backfires. He tries to do one of his Obliviate memory charms. It backfires and uh, Obliviates him, right? Yeah. He forgets who he is. Uh, also, it brings down a portion of the tunnel. Now, the part that always confused me about memory charms mm-hmm. is that how do you know what you're going to make them forget? There is uh, sort of an unspoken rule in the wizarding world that even though you're just saying like the one word of the spell, there might be more intent in your mind for what you want to happen. So... Uh, you're sort of focusing on what you actually want to happen, but you say the thing that makes the charm occur. So basically... And then when you get better, you don't have to say anything. So basically, he was... Um, Lockhart was trying to make Harry and Ron forget who they were. In this case, it seems like Lockhart's deal is doing a full-on memory wipe. Like, I know how to talk and walk and eat and breathe, but I don't remember anything of my own life. Like, I don't remember who I live with, who I am, yeah. um, what I ever did in my life. But later on, we see people do memory charms that are specific. Uh, in future books, you'll see memory charms that are designed to remove only certain memories or to change memories. I don't know that yet. Yeah. or They also mention, though, that whenever magic is done in the muggle world by accident, especially in the pre- uh, earlier with Dobby... Um, when he causes uh, muggles to see things they're not supposed to see. And I think it's in the other book where the uh, ant gets blown up and floats away. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's in the next book. I don't remember. Um, the, the, um, the wizards have to come in and do, muggle, do memory charms on muggles to make them forget what they saw. What? Whenever a muggle sees magic, they can't just believe they saw magic. Oh, yeah, I get it. Um, so the ministry comes in and changes what they remember. Yeah, um, I, I remember that happening. Um, it's either in this book or the next one. I can't remember. So Harry's blocked off from Ron, and he's got to go on alone. Ron can't get through the barrier, so he's there with brain-wiped Lockhart. He seems like a much nicer guy at this point. kind of does. He's like, oh, hello. Who are you? Who am I? <laughs> Is, do you live here? Yeah. So, uh, chapter 17, The Heir of Slytherin. Harry gets to the chamber, he finds Ginny, she's barely alive. And there's Tom Riddle, in the flesh it seems. But he says he's not, a, he's not really there and he's not a ghost, he's a memory. That was preserved in what? 
a diary for 50 years. Yeah, so the diary held Tom Riddle's memory, and it sort of acted as a gateway, allowing him to... Get more power, sort of. Yeah, do stuff. Like, he sort of feeds um, feeds on affection and stuff. So he tells Harry that Ginny's been writing in his diary for months, and he's been writing back. Pretty much since day one. And Harry has been, or Ginny has been the one doing everything. He, yeah, he, does, um, he doesn't just feed on affection. He sort of feeds on secrets and um, emotional stuff, too. Yeah, and he's been commanding Ginny sort of brainwashing her to write the yeah. messages. She, she knows she's doing this, but she doesn't know she's doing it. Kind of, yeah. She's sort of sleepwalking. So uh, she's been the one setting the serpent free. She's been the one writing the messages about mudbloods and whatnot. She sent her She sent her own um, good, um, farewell message and put herself into the chamber. But that part always confused me, because how did she open the chamber? She can't speak proselytizing. Riddle probably taught her what to say or something. Or maybe he just did it um, himself. Later on, we will see that even if you are not a parcel tongue, if you speak, if you repeat parcel tongue language, it still works to what? open things like the chamber. So That is crazy. He probably told her what to say, and she was able to just repeat it and open the chamber. I was not really supposed to know that. No, I mean, that's fine. It's not a problem. I haven't given you any specific details. So, uh... So, again, this is Ginny's first year. She's having a rough first year at Hogwarts, right? I think everybody does. Well, until Harry came along, it might have been a pretty normal school. Yeah. So, uh, so Riddle starts to tell... Um, first of all, Riddle's, Riddle has... Actually, uh, what? Um, it, it wasn't a very normal school for a while, because, you know, 50 years ago... The same thing happened. Yeah, but that might have been the one time that things got really hairy there, or got really, uh, you know, scary for those guys. So, so uh, Riddle has <laughs> yeah. Harry's wand, and he tells uh, Harry that Ginny's been, you know, doing everything. Harry is uh, starting to realize now that Riddle is not the, uh, you know, good guy that he might have thought he was. And he tells his real story. He tells him uh, what really happened with Hagrid, and what really happened. Yes, so? No, I'm asking you what really happened. Oh, um, he, um, he was the one who set the monster out, I think. Yeah, and he framed Hagrid for it by saying it was his spider. So he knew it wasn't Aragog. He knew he set the, the, the serpent free. He was just trying to get somebody else in trouble for no reason, so nobody would suspect him. Right, and that, but someone did suspect him. Who was it? Um, I don't know. It was Dumbledore. Dumbledore oh, right. used to be the Transfiguration teacher, which I think McGonagall is that now. He, she is, but I don't know why he was a Transfiguration teacher because he couldn't actually transfigurate. So, uh, he got Ginny under his power, but once he realized through Ginny, because Ginny has a crush on Harry. Once she realized that Harry was there, he shifted his focus to Harry. But Harry doesn't know why. And so what does uh, what does uh, Riddle do with the wand? Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. He writes something with his wand. Oh, yeah. He writes his name in midair. What's his name? Tom Marvolo Riddle. Yeah, and then the letters magically yeah, rearrange. He, yeah, he he says like this spell in his mind or something, um, and then he waves waves Harry's wand and he says, um, "I am Lord Voldemort." And also, um, you know, it doesn't use um, using somebody else's wand. I would think would not work usually because. Um, You'll, you'll learn later that it doesn't work as well, but it still works. I was going to say it wouldn't work um, usually because um, the, the wand chooses the person it wants right. to be commanded on. But also, um, I would th I would thought 
think that um that um that Tom could use Harry's wand because um their wands both have are, are sort of b- brothers cuz That's exactly correct. Yeah. Yes, that's why he's he anyone could use Harry's wand but probably not as well as they could use their own. Uh Voldemort can use Harry's wand probably better than anyone besides Harry. Because their wands are share a core. Yeah, pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah, so except that you know. Yeah, they. they one of them's used for evil, and <laughs> one and, of them's not. So. And one of them's used for like. Uh. Homework. Something. <laughs> evil and homework. Yeah, pretty. Much. And, a, and the occasional death-defying adventure. So. Uh. Not so, really good stuff. So Riddle reveals that he is the heir of Slytherin. He is Voldemort. Yeah, um, he made up his name obviously by rearranging his letters. Do you know what Voldemort means, though? No clue. It's uh, French for "fly from death." What? Means to run away from death. Seriously? Yep. So, um, fake name, but he changed his name when he became, you know, the Dark Lord. The pretty much the worst wizard in history. So, who shows up just at the right moment? Uh, to provide some assistance for Harry. Fox. Fox flies in. He's all brand new. He's got his uh, full plumage, his feathers. He's he's all red, orange, and yellow. Quite handsome. And uh, he drops something for Harry. What's he give him? He gives him the old school sorting hat. So what does uh, what does Harry do with the sorting hat? He sort of um, he he puts it on his head again, but it says nothing. I think. Something falls out of the sorting hat. Wait, is that now? Well, it's later, I suppose, because Riddle summons the basilisk. And so the, the, the giant, you know, 100-foot-long snake comes out of this big statue of Salazar, Salazar Slytherin out of his mouth. And uh, Fox starts fighting the, the snake. What happens to, to the snake? Um, 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 Fox sort of, like... Um, with with his claws sort of just pecks his eyes out. And he talons his eyes out and pecks his eyes out. Uh, that's so creepy. Because Fox knows that that's where his power is. You know, other than the fact that he's a giant snake, you really don't <laughs> want. You know, if someone can kill you by looking at you, take out the eyes. That's the first <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. Um. Or just cover. The, um. If they don't have any arms and they have no way to like get get it off them, um, just put a put a mask around their eyes. Right. So. Harry's got the hat. What comes out of the hat? Um, a sword. He's got this crazy, uh, shiny sword. It's got, uh, rubies in the hilt. It looks very fancy. And, uh, what's Harry do with this sword? Um, he, he starts fighting the, um, snake with it. And how does he eventually kill the snake? Um, by, um... By putting the sword straight up through its mouth. But when he does that, something bad happens to Harry. Um, one of one of the snake's poisonous fangs, um, um, grabs hold of Harry's arm. But the thing that always confused me is, how do you kill somebody or something by just um poking something through their mouth? Well, with real snakes, their teeth are hollow. And the top, of, they're like a needle. And so the top of their teeth is connected to their venom sacs. And those are inside their head. So the tooth goes into your skin. And then they inject venom through the hollow part of the tooth. No, not that. I'm talking about how do you kill something with a sword. Oh, with a sword? He shoved it through yeah. his brain. That's he a, shoved it up through his mouth, through the top of his head. That's his brain? Well, where's your brain? <laughs> I thought it was back here. Yours? No, the snakes. Well, it's just like you. The top of his head is full of brain. <laughs> Why would you think his brain would be in the, in the back of his head? I don't know, because their head's shaped weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, he uh, he definitely did enough damage by shoving it through his top of his head. Yeah, so. I, th- I, thought it was, I thought it was just his mouth. No. So uh, so what happens now? Is Harry, Harry just dies? <laughs> no. What happens to him? Um, he takes it out when he sort of collapses to the floor, and then Fox comes over and, um, um, starts sort of crying. 
<laughs> cries in his wounds, and as we've learned, Phoenix tears uh, can cure pretty much any ailment. Here which makes me wonder why don't they just keep doing that? They never do this again. People get injured all the time in these books. We never hear about Phoenix tears ever again. One question. Sure. Um, like, um, I- I'm wondering, um, would Phoenix Tears kill somebody who's, um, I mean, would Phoenix Tears, um, help bring somebody who's dead alive again? I doubt it. That's a, that's a much bigger magic than, uh, healing a wound. But also, su- but also super helpful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's more about that later in, in more books, but, uh, uh, Although the Moni Myrtle would still be alive. Well, I think they'd have to get to you pretty quick. And she'd been dead for a while. So, uh, so Fox heals Harry. Riddle realizes what's going on and he takes out Harry's wand. What does, uh, to attack Harry, what does, uh, Harry do? Um, he, um... He grabs one of the basilisk's fangs. And, oh yeah, and then he opens up the diary and then just shoves the fang in, um, into the middle of the page. He stabs it. And uh, that basically kills the memory of Riddle. It kills the diary. Yeah, because he's, since he's still in the diary, just not exactly in it yet. Yeah, so Ginny wakes up. And Ginny wakes up. She's feeling better now. She's totally alive now. And they return to Ron and Lockhart, and Lockhart is brain blanked. <laughs> and, uh, and when Fo- Fox um, flies them out of that chamber... Um, because the other thing we learned about phoenixes is they're very strong, right? Yeah. Um, so um, when Fox flies every single person out of there at one time... Um, yeah, he's um, probably lifting like six or seven hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, and Lockhart it Lockhart is like amazing. It's just like magic. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's he doesn't even know he's a wizard at this point. So they go back to McGonagall's office. Uh, Mrs. Weasley, Mr. Weasley, they're there. Uh, they were notified about what happened to Jenny, and so they're waiting. So at least somebody's parents are concerned. And uh, Harry sort of tells everyone the story. He doesn't mention Riddle's diary or that Ginny was the sort of pawn of Riddle. Doesn't want to get her in trouble. And and she, and she, he also doesn't want her to break out into the biggest tantrum ever. Do you think that he would have had to have revealed Ginny's part if people had actually died? Yes. I think so, too. I think Ginny probably would have gotten in trouble. Uh, maybe they would have sent her to prison. I don't know. No, I, I, I don't think they should have done that because she didn't know she was doing it. Well, we've already seen that the minister of magic will come throw someone in prison. For no reason. Just for the idea that maybe they had something. So I don't, I think they would have been pretty harsh on Ginny. Okay. Because they would have been looking for someone to blame. But also, um, I, I, w- I would think they wouldn't punish a a 10-year-old in their first they year. They also don't look after 10-year-olds, and they send them into, uh, you know, deadly uh, traps all the time. Okay, so yeah, I get it. This is, you know, you can't apply our dumb muggle logic and of it, law and order to this uh, Wild West wizarding world here where... Guys, most powerful, t- um, most powerful teachers at Hogwarts just shut the school down. <laughs> well, if that was the case, though, the school would only be open like one month a year because it's like a month goes by, something horrible happens. <laughs> they have to shut the school yeah, down. Yeah, no, they would have they burned this place to the ground. Uh, <laughs> so they're in McGonagall's yeah. office. The Weasleys are there. Uh, Dumbledore sort of butts in and starts wondering uh, how Voldemort managed to enchant Ginny while he's supposed to be hiding in Albania because he's heard that that's where his sort of spirit fled after book one. It is true. And uh, Harry explains about the diary, that his memory was alive in the diary. Yeah. So they, they finish the Mandrake draft. And now everyone in the hospital wing is all better. They can... And um, at the end of the year, they ha- um, as usual they have the um, the awarding. Oh wait, wait, house- wait! We're not there yet. I know, we're not but there yet. I wasn't going to say who it was. Okay, well let's just wait. So okay. everyone's better. 
Ron and Harry are going to get a special award, right? Yeah, I was, I was just going to say um, it's the end of the year party, uh, but it's also sort of um, half that and half um, everybody in the hospital wing is better party. Okay, so uh, Harry goes to talk to Dumbledore. He explains what happens to Lockhart, and uh, he talks to Dumbledore. And he says that uh, he explains why Harry can speak parcel tongue. What does he tell him? Um, when Voldemort, well, first of all, Voldemort could speak parcel tongue too, because right. I think he already knows that because Tom Riddle could speak parcel tongue and he's Voldemort. Right. So. Anyway, um, anyway, um, he, um, when Harry was one and his parents died and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, when Voldemort tried to, um, kill Harry, um, um, then he, um, um, Dumbledore explains that when he, when Voldemort did that, um, it sort of, he, he sort of gave Harry part of him. Yeah, he gave him some of his abilities. But I'm glad that he did not put any of of his evil in him. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so just just one of his abilities, uh, Parcel Tongue seems to have made it over to Harry. And uh, but he but he says so. But is that you know does that make him a real Gryffindor then, or is he really a Slytherin? And so Dumbledore explains about the sword. What does he tell him about the sword? He doesn't tell him anything. He 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 just tells him. Um, just, um, look at the sword harder or something. And then Harry notices it says, um, um, Godric Gryffindor on there. Right, and he says, Only a real Gryffindor could have summoned that sword out of the hat, Harry. Yeah, real or true, it doesn't really matter. So, uh, so he feels pretty good that, you know, maybe he is in the right house. Lucius Malfoy shows up with Dobby. So now we know who Dobby's master is. Yeah. And uh, he's told that they, they found the culprit and that uh, of the, you know, the whatever, the, the chamber. So Hagrid's going to be freed. Dumbledore is reinstated. And they also find out that uh, maybe it wasn't a unanimous decision by all the governors to uh. get him uh, expelled or whatever. You remember that? Uh-uh. That Lucius uh, bullied everybody into having Dumbledore step down. I never heard of that. Maybe that happens later. Oh, that might be something from a later book. Because remember... Um, I, Lucius is always trying to get Dumbledore kicked out of Hogwarts, so that might be later. Because remember, I've only read the book four. Okay, so I could be wrong about that. But it's a, it's a theme. Anyway, um, and they wonder... How did the diary get with Ginny's books in the first place? Right? Uh, yeah. Um. Harry accuses Lucius of giving the diary to Ginny. I think that was it. And then Malfoy leaves angrily, but, uh, Malfoy says, oh, or, uh, Harry says, Mr. Malfoy, you forgot your diary. And then he gives it back, um, and... And then he's, and then he, um, it's, um, in the book it says that it's wrapped around a sock, um, um, or it's either wrapped around a sock or inside a sock, I think, right? He like shoves it down in the sock. Yeah, that that's that's probably it. I'm not really sure. I can't remember if it was inside the book or if in the or, movie it was like a bookmark. He put it inside the book in the book i think he shoved the diary in the sock yeah that yeah they that was another change well, well, well they had to do that because the diary in the book was pretty in the movie was pretty big and it wouldn't have fit inside a sock i don't think well anyway um he um he's like okay i don't care about this and he doesn't know there's a sock on it <laughs> um so he just th- throws it to dobby and then he pulls off the sock and dobby and then Malfoy's like, come, Dobby. Dobby, come. Master has given me clothes. Well, he never says me, so Master has given Dobby clothes. Right, so Dobby's free. 
They'll be free. So, uh, yeah, so through a um, loophole in the system that governs house elves, I guess. Boy, do you realize what you've done? You've lost me, my servant. Yeah, he's pretty mad about that. <laughs> Harry's pretty happy about it. Dobby's pretty happy about it. Malfoy storms off. So now they're having the end of the year feast. And there's another inexplicable bad decision by adults. Uh, Dumbledore says, uh, in in celebration of everyone being okay, exams are canceled. For for that has nothing yeah, to do with which anybody means, being first okay. First of all, there was like four or five students who were petrified for most of the year. And almost dead. So they didn't get to do any tests. They didn't get any grades. They don't even know what happened. Yeah. So they, everyone else who did do all their tests... They didn't get to learn anything. And everyone else who did do all their tests, they're all just going to pass on to the next year, even if they would have failed, even if they would have been the best. Even if... um, Even if they... So it's basically like doing it for no reason, and but just knowing it. Yeah, that makes... Absolutely no sense. It, it seems like it would mess them up for the rest of their academic careers to have an entire year with no grades. The worst, the worst decision ever. Yeah, from from a from an educational standpoint, not the best idea. But he does give uh, Harry and Ron two hundred points each. Yeah, but that that um that also confuses me. Cause what? Well, well, I would think that they would get less than that. Um, at, at least um, under 100 points because, you know, they did break about every single school rule that, <laughs> yeah, you that, know, that was ever made. It's a madhouse. But they also sa- saved somebody from dying Ho- and Hog- the school being shut down. Yeah, Hogwarts is just bonkers bananas time. <laughs> there, there's, no, there's no rhyme or reason to when they're strict, when they're not strict, when they just hand out random points, when, when they take w- away random when points. They're, when they're sort of like... Okay, another part is they take away, like, 20 points for something super little, and then they take away, like, 5 points for doing something huge. Yeah, I and, know. Uh, and then at the end, they're like, you know what? I think I want super Gryffindor to win. I'm going to go ahead and give them 400 points on the last day. <laughs> so it's always, like, the, you know, the, the house that is actually winning thinks they've been winning all year, and then Dumbledore's like, nah, yoink, uh, you guys don't win. <laughs> Gryffindor wins. I like them better. <laughs> it's it's insane. They it, and then Dumbledore is like, okay, you guys get um four hundred ten points, and you're and then Slytherin, um, you're in last place now or whatever. Yeah, and you, but you got to figure a place where kids turn into cat people. Uh, the rules don't matter too much, you know. It's uh, it's crazy time, banana pants all the time. <laughs> Hogwarts is crazy banana pants all the time, every time, all the time, every time, banana pants! Yeah, I think that's a good <laughs> a good note to end it on. That, that theme will continue throughout the rest of the books, for sure. <laughs> Yay! So, yeah, this never gets any better. It's always life-threatening and insane. The place is, is run like a monkey house. Magical monkey house. Or a zoo, or a zoo, um, where 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 the monkeys are the ones looking at the people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The monkeys are in charge of the zoo. The inmates are in charge of the asylum. And, and the people are kept in the cages. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts. <laughs> Teach us something good. So uh, wait, what is that even from? <laughs> it's, their, it's their school song. I've never even heard that. Yeah, you did. You heard it. It was in the first book. Everyone <laughs> sings it in a different tune. And I- Oh yeah, time. that's that's right. Um, that that's just one of the, um, one of the other super odd decisions made yeah, by yeah, Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hog, hog, Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hogwarts. Okay, 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 okay. Let's finish this. <laughs> so, uh, so Harry heads home. Uh, they're on the train. Ginny tells them that her real secret was that Percy has a girlfriend. It's Penelope Clearwater. I don't think that was her real secret, was it? Her real secret was probably that she was in service of the Dark Lord, but uh. Well, that's what she said. Yeah, anyway. I think she's just trying to play it off. So they go home. Yeah, that's, ready for another year of life-threatening danger. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why um Percy was so shocked that Penelope um was um was attacked. It was both of those. I think it was that she was a prefect, and it turns out it was his girlfriend. So, so. When we come back, our next episode, we're going to begin book three, Harry Potter 
and the prisoner of Azkaban. We already know a tiny bit about Azkaban. We know it's a prison. Uh, so it makes sense there'd be a prisoner there. And that's about it. We don't know how bad it is yet. We know that Hagrid is freed at the end of this book. And uh, Daddy, didn't we already do the podcast for book three? Yeah, but they don't know that. Oh. We're doing these out of order. You oh, nut. whatever. <laughs> so, uh, again, if you enjoy the podcast, please support it through our Patreon at patreon.com slash hijinksensue, H-I-J-I-N-K-S-E-N-S-U-E. And uh, if you'd like more episodes and, and for us to finish the series, please, by all means, uh, sign up and be a patron. And uh, our theme song is This Book is So Awesome by Harry and the Potters. Check out their band camp by uh, Googling Harry and the Potters band camp. For Potter and Daughter, I'm Joel Watson. And I'm Lily Watson. What do you think? Good episode? Yeah. Don't high five. Great episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's go to bed. No. This book is so awesome.